0: Welcome to Rooted and Free, a lifestyle podcast with Brandy and Sharon. Here you will find real down-to-earth conversations about Jesus, entrepreneurship, homesteading, homemaking, homeschooling, family, freedom, prepping, politics, and more. Some may call them conspiracies, we just call them facts. Grab a cup of coffee, your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive into today's topic.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of Rooted and Free podcast. Uh, we are going to be talking about preparedness today. So, I am Sharon Beadle and I'm here with my co host, Brandi Lynn White. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. We are so excited that you are here. Yes, we are always grateful when you join us. Um, so, today, like I said, we are talking about preparedness. And I want to say that, first and foremost, preparedness to me, does not equal extreme prepper mode, like not the same thing, not to be used interchangeably. So the way that we look at preparedness is um, basically being able to survive, continue on with your life in a healthy way um, in the case of a natural or orchestrated disaster, whether that's you've lost power or there's no access to food or your water source may not be what it what you were used to, um, no heat, no cooling, like anything like that. Something where you are having to continue life um, without your basic needs coming from the sources that you are used to them coming from. Can can we say that? Or in the course of a disaster, like a tornado rips through your house or whatever. Um, so this episode, we are going to keep this fairly, fairly short. What we want to talk about today are kind of how we view preparedness, why it's important to be prepared. Um, You guys, if you are not aware of some of the things that are going on in the world today, um, or if you are listening to this many years down the road, you might look back and be like, oh yeah, that was relevant. (laughs) Um, So we want to talk about that, um, the importance of preparedness, what it is. And then um, we want to just almost bullet point for you, the areas of preparedness that you need to take into consideration. Um, because there were some things as I've kind of particularly amped up my preparedness in recent months, we'll say in the last three to six months, there were some things where it was like, Ooh, I didn't really think about that. I I need to think about that. So, um, that's, that's really what we want to talk to you about today. And, um, we welcome your feedback in these topics, questions, thoughts, anything like that. and that way we know going forward, if we need to do another episode on a specific topic. Um, and a lot of this will kind of relate to some of the homesteading stuff that we talk about, like growing your own food, seeds, chickens, you know, homestead animals, that kind of stuff. That's part of the food concept uh, and it definitely interconnects. But if we need to talk more about protection, about shelter, about anything like that, let's let's open the doors for that to be something that we talk about. So definitely feedback, Welcome. Uh, here as always, but particularly on some of these topics,
0: yes. And I love this topic of preparedness just because I think it's so relevant to today, it's so relevant to what's going on in the world right now. The craziness, the coincidences of a lot of the events, wink, wink, (laughs) right? The events that have happened recently that just kind of trigger us to think, oh my goodness, am I prepared in the event of this? Or am I prepared in the event um, that something like this were to happen in my area? You know, uh, Al was actually telling me earlier that he has a friend that lives more towards Indianapolis that is now like, has anxiety every time she hears the train go by, Mm -hmm. Um, just because of things that are happening. And are we prepared for what may come to your neighborhood, your town, or this country. So I love this topic. I think it's great. I think Sharon and I agreed we're going to do a series on this too. So this is going to be a short episode. We're going to bullet point some things to talk about just to get you kind of thinking, okay, when it comes to water, am I prepared? Okay. When it comes to finances, money, things to trade, am I prepared? When it comes to these different topics that we're going to give you, can I survive for a month, two months, three months? You know, how long is the world going to be in this state of Chaos or without power, or whatever the case may be, whatever comes our way, can you survive for one, two, three months? Do you have enough of these resources to be able to take care of your family, to keep them safe, to keep them fed, to keep water, you know, um, clean and accessible to you? So I'm excited to dive into these different topics. Uh, where do you want to start? You want to start with food and water?
1: I think. I think that's I mean let's face it if you need something in life you need water right correct this one I'm going to say that everybody's got a slightly different philosophy on this <laughs> two things that I'm going to say is bottled water is not all that it appears to be there are some brands that I think are acceptable to store for a short period of time um but I think you need to look at a, where are you going to get your water? And B, if you can't turn a faucet on, essentially. Or like we're seeing, your water source is contaminated. We're seeing that obviously in the East Palestine in the Ohio River Basin right now. Um, but we are seeing it in other areas as well. Um, and, and natural disasters can actually contaminate water sources as well. So things like hurricanes, tornadoes, that can cause problems as well. So just know that, water's probably your very first check, check mark for all of this. Look into ways to purify water that you come across. So filtration is not the same as purification. And so you need to, you need to research and know the difference. Um, filtration you can do with a filter purification you can do with as boiling water. So you filter first, you purify second, just know that. Um, you can purify by boiling your water. Um, I want to say that it's rolling boil for at least five minutes, Uh, 10 is safer. Um, That said, and this is going into the extreme cases, but that said, you are going to be burning fuel sources that may or may not be readily available in the case of a natural disaster to Mm -hmm. purify water. So you may, by using heat, um, so you may want to look into an alternative Option, go to stores like um Shields is kind of my go-to as far as your outdoor whatever store. I I I'm a fan of Shields, so I'm in a home and farm, farm store. Them in this, yeah, any farm store, but. I like shields go into like a camping and backpacking section and go find those like stick purifiers or filter bottles or something like that, where, where Mm -hmm. it will work to help filter and it will work to help purify. I mean, that's, they have the, the
0: tabs and the pellets too, for that.
1: Right. So there are ways to do it. Please don't use bleach. I know that some people um, say that you can do that and you have to let it sit and all that kind of stuff. Like there are other options. So please look into the other options. I'm just not a fan of bleach, Um, but in a pinch, if that's something you have to do, look into that. Um, At this point, like I said, or like Brandy said, we're going to do multiple episodes on this stuff, but water is your first checkbox for sure.
0: Water for us, I've been actually researching this for a while now just because of the fact that we're on a well so we're on a well we're surrounded by farms they use chemicals when they spray it goes into the groundwater it goes into the well water so um purifying and filtering is something that we do here often um, we have a reverse osmosis system in our house that's going to help with uh the areas that have been contaminated if you're in an area where there's a natural disaster and it's contaminated your water that can help as long as you know still have electricity and all that type of thing. Um the water storage, I think is another thing that we need to touch on. What are you storing your water in? What are you buying your water at the store? The the um bottled water that you were talking about, there's distilled bottled water, there's spring bottled water. Um I think there's a big difference in those two and what you buy at the store definitely want to pay attention to what you're purchasing. If you are resorting to bottled water, uh, the Jessica who I mentioned makes our elderberry actually harvests her own rainwater. So I would actually sitting here thinking about that. I'd love to have her on as a guest, maybe for the water episode that we do. And she can share more about how she harvests
1: her rainwater. They have been off the grid for several years now, and that's their only water source. So I will say one thing about the rainwater you have to be careful in certain parts of the country. It can be illegal to, to, um, yes. Honestly, I just learned that out. (laughs) So in my part of the country, I have to be very careful with that. Um, because I live in Colorado. I think we've said that in previous episode. And so water right now, the way that, uh, water, water rights work out here, um, it actually affects the shares of water rights if people start harvesting the rainwater. So we, you do have to be careful with that. So I am going to say it is, yes, let's have her on because there are some parts of the country where it is completely a viable option and it needs to be discussed. But if you are, you need to know where you're at, what your laws are right now, as far as harvesting rainwater, that is something to note. Um, although I will say this, if we are in complete survival mode, you get your water, however you get it. Like, so, so it's not a bad thing, but just right now when things are not. Right. And I just learned that the other day that that it was illegal to harvest rainwater in some
0: States. And I actually learned it on a post, I think on Instagram, or maybe it was a reel or something like that. Um, and the comments were just astounding. I didn't realize that it was illegal to harvest rainwater in
1: some, uh, States. So, so that's I, pretty I actually crazy. have a natural, uh, uh, I have a background in natural resource law, um, more specifically in title and, uh, minerals and oil and gas and that kind of thing, but it comes up in what I used to do. I spent almost a decade doing that. Um, so, and
0: isn't that crazy that something that is a natural resources, is- it is a
1: God given resource and yes, you need it to live in correct. Eat. And if you didn't
0: yeah. know water is a publicly traded commodity on the stock market too. So there's a rabbit hole that you guys can go down.
1: Yeah. Okay. But in the interest of this episode, we'll save that for another time. So along with water, the next one's going to be food, right? Um, And we, long story short, you need to, we highly, highly, highly recommend you growing and raising your own. Um, If you feel like you are not able to do that in a way that allows you to survive, like if you live in an apartment and you have a terrace garden and you're growing a potato and an herb, do what you can, but we hear you here. So we're, we also want to say you need to consider long-term food storage. And if you are in the mode right now where you're like okay i haven't even touched any amount of preparedness what do i do for food i'm on a budget anything like that you need to think about um going and purchasing like extra cans of of food that has a longer shelf life, dry goods, that kind of thing. Um, yes, mm-hmm. storage matters. Um, but unless you're looking at storing for like six to 12 months, that is a box you can check without worrying about food, food storage, but mylar bags are a great food storage, buying in bulk and storing, you know, re repackaging in a longer term storage is something to think about. Um, there are a lot of really great, uh, ways to do that. I'm going to say this, you guys, um, like I said, we're going to do future episodes, but if you feel the need to start preparing now, um, and we obviously haven't talked about some of these things in, in more depth. I just, I'm going to continue to encourage you to go do your own research. Some of the, one of the greatest places, Brandy, I'm curious to know for you too. yes, social media, um, like get into prepping groups and that kind of thing. And again, take everything with a grain of salt and cater, um, filter all of that information down through your life. Like what put put a your life filter on the information. What actually applies to you and what doesn't, or what is something that you can start um, and doing right now and that's accessible for you. So, but Pinterest is also a really, really, really great resource. There are a ton of self sufficiency, homesteading, um, just there's a ton of information out there on it, canning, preserving, all of that kind of stuff that, and I am amazed people are really good at making it easy to learn and step-by-step step and just do this one thing, this one step right here, right now. Um, so anyway, I'm going to say with food, grow and raise your own. One of the biggest things that you can do is have relationships with local providers, right? Right local farmers, go get your meat birds from them, your chicken from them, your meat from them, your whatever from them. My husband hunts, um, praise God that I think it's like 11 out of 13 years. He has come home with an animal or more that is enough red meat for our family for a year. Um, so just, just start to think outside of the box. Um, if you know people who are hunters, Offer to help them process their animal if they have excess food and maybe they'll give you a discount on buying the meat or something like that. Like guys think outside of the box where the food is concerned, have relationships with local sources, um, start stacking extra cans, like buying, buying an extra couple cans of food. Every time you go to the grocery grocery store each week, you're going to start seeing that built up, um, buy things like beans and, uh, uh, what's the word I want rice. Yeah. Rice is a good one. Um, but even like canned beans, canned tomatoes, because that has a ton of, um, uses for them. It, you know, soups mm-hmm. and stews that go a long way. Um, so just pastas, that sort of thing. Um, baking goods stock up on your flour, your sugar, your baking soda, your salt, that sort of thing. Salt is a big one stock up on your salt because it can be used to preserve. Um, yes. So I Brandy jump in, add, add to that. But those are my thoughts. My mom
0: is a huge prepper. So she loves to prep food. She loves to can food. She has a whole room in her basement full of, she told me not to tell anybody, but I'm telling you guys full of food and dry goods. And she's like, don't tell anybody, Brandy, I'm not posting it on the internet because if I do, then they're going to want to come over here and they got, they know I have food, but you guys don't know who my mom is. So it's totally fine. Um, she does have this down to an art. And a lot of the things that she has are her dry goods. Um, so like Sharon said, rice and beans, and these may not be things that you eat on a regular basis, but they're going to get you through a time of emergency. They're going to get you through, right. You can't be picky in this situation. You're going to have the things that are vital to your health and survival in a situation where you need to be prepared. So rice, Beans are always good, flour, sugar, like Sharon said. Um,
1: Consider dry sourdough. goods.
0: Yes, as, that's a good one too. Um, the dry milk. So, milk is one of those things too that you may not be able to go to the store and get, right? You may not have a goat or a cow in your backyard. So, um, dried milk is another good one to have on hand. Um, so many things like that out there. Like Sharon said, there's so many resources, Pinterest, websites, Facebook groups, communities built on Instagram, where you can plug in and find out more information about these. And we'll obviously do some separate episodes on them individually and go more in depth, but food preparation is huge. And if you're like me right now in a winter situation where you're not growing food yet, one of my things my mom does is she cans every single weekend. She cans every single Saturday. She makes some kind of bone broth. Um, What she'll do is she'll go to like, we have some farmer's markets around here still. We have some indoor farmer's markets. Um, And whenever she finds something in bulk that's on sale, like recently we did oranges. So she had a bulk amount of oranges. And so she got them from the farmer's market and were brought home and then canned them on Saturday. So she has those, she didn't grow them. She got them from the farmer's market, but she can still can those items for the future. So that's another thing too. Um, you can can stuff that you buy in bulk from the grocery store. It's not like ideal, um, by any means, because you don't necessarily know where those are. If you're going to do that, I highly recommend you get it from a farmer's market or buy organic. Um, but it's an option. It's something that you can do. You can make meals and can them. Like I made beef stew the other day. That is cannibal. (laughs) I didn't know that I could can beef stew. So um, another thing I would highly recommend that you do, and this may be another episode as well, is buy books, okay? I was gonna say
1: that, so I'm glad you did.
0: So canning is not something that comes second nature to me. It's something that I'm still learning. I don't know all the recipes off the top of my head. I can cook like it's nobody's business without a recipe, but as far as canning that, I have to have something to tell me right now, what else do I add to this? What's the time in which I pressure cook it? All of those things. And you need to know
1: the difference between water bath canning and pressure canning Yes. and for like canning meats, canning meals, canning vegetables, you're Mm -hmm. going to need to have a pressure canner. So we'll go into that in a different episode, but yeah, I just a hundred percent Brandy, I'm going to echo everything you're saying.
0: Yes. So when it comes to preparedness, I encourage you to go buy books, go buy books on everything that you can think of. I have books on chickens. I have books on canning. I have books on like recipe books, like old school recipe books. I have, um, an entire library that I am working on. And I highly encourage you guys to do the same thing. And books can get expensive. Amazon, while I don't like to use it often is a great resource for getting a lot of books on the cheap Ollie's bargain outlet. I know they're all over the country, but they're not like, A ton of them all over the country, but Ollie's Bargain Outlet is where I get a lot of my books because they're super cheap and they're great books. A lot of them are just overstock books from stores that have been bought out, but I've gotten so many canning, so many um, how to make sourdough, how to make bread, um, how to make broths all of that kind of stuff I get at Ollie's Bargain Outlet. So I encourage you to just head to your local one and go through their book section because it is full of amazing books. Um, so start building your library too
1: in your journey of preparedness. I love that you were talking about that. So I wanna piggyback off that really quickly. You guys, if 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 we go to hell in a handbasket, um, I, I need to emphasize like comms are gonna go out. If that happens, if power goes out, you're not going to be able to get on the internet. You're not going to be able to get onto Pinterest. You're not going to be able to. At some point, you may not be able to charge your computer if you have something saved on there or your phone or whatever. Right, Look, something that is not reliant on the grid. I will say, um, yeah. Even if you have like solar. You're, you're only going to get so far with that, with a lot of this stuff. So don't count on your Pinterest board to save you. Worst case, print off some of that stuff, print off some right. basic recipes, print off some basics there. If you can do that, if you don't feel like you are in a place where you can go and buy a bunch of books. Um, so that's a good one. You guys, I don't have an Ollie's near me that, or at least that I know of. I couldn't find one when I looked the other day. So I know to self, I'm going to do that. I'll look again. Um, but guys, just search, use bookstores. Or one source that I feel like in the Amazon trend that we've gotten into that we haven't really done is, is eBay. Um, Go look Mm -hmm. for like used homesteading book lots, used preparedness book lots, and a lot is multiple books in one buy. So a lot of times you get 10 or 15 books. And even if you don't need every single book, you might pay 80 bucks for seven books and you can either sell a book that you really don't think you need or keep it and trade it, use it for, for barterability in the future. And I'm going to talk about that here in just a second, but, um, so just don't, don't discount books. You need to have books. I I'm so glad you said that because I had that note, um, as well. And I think it's really important. And honestly, I, I'm such a nerd, Brandy. I know you are too with this stuff. Like we could sit and just bury our nose in a book for days. Yeah. So um, and, and I think we've
0: just gotten so comfortably numb to just Googling it
1: and looking yeah, it up and right? researching it.
0: I know I'm guilty of that. I made cheesecake oh, me too
1: And, and I totally Amazon. Just
0: Googled, I just Googled the cheesecake recipe, you know? Like, I didn't know how I have cooking books that I could have looked it up in. That but is- I just Googled it because it was easy and convenient. And I think a lot of our life has become that. We've been comfortably numb to relying on the internet. And I think it's time that we take a step back and, and go back from that go back to the way that it used to be and really build your home library you can pass books on you guys too that's the and there is in books there's a thing called a library like we still have those what? they're still functioning i know yeah, i need <laughs> to be better at taking adeline to the library actually i was um, thinking about go to the library you can go to the library and do the same thing they have photocopiers there we can go back to you know middle school book reports go to the library pull a book on a topic that you need to learn about photocopy the pages, you know, while you're at the library, staple it together. And there you go. You have your own resource. You left the book at the library. Um, you can bring it home
1: with you. So just start That's buying books idea. wherever
0: you buy books at in your area.
1: Um, so the next, the next topic, um, you know what? I'm going to, I feel like I could go anywhere. So, um, the next topic I guess we can touch on is kind of the medical wellness topic. If, if, again, if we go to hell in a handbasket, it, we cannot rely on get being able to get to a doctor we cannot rely on things being as we know it so having a knowledge or at least some kind of a resource for like basic first aid, um, basic trauma care, basic whatever, like, you know, a leg gets broken. How do I make a splint or whatever if I can't get to and from or whatever? Um, And again, a lot of this takes into account extreme situations. So deep breaths, we're not saying that this is where we're going to go, but this is the kind of thing that you need to be aware of the possibility, we believe. And to that end, medical books can be a great like first aid books can be a really great resource. Um you also need to have basic first aid supplies as well. Things that can stop bleeding, um tourniquets, um all that kind of stuff. You, that needs to be that needs to be a thing in your home. So start, you know, basic band-aids, um basic antiseptics. So we just did an, an episode on um, cold and flu remedies and one of the things that I talked about was Briotech. Briotech can actually be a really great um like infection fighter. So you get a scrape, spray the Brio- briotech on it, let it sit, let it air out, cover it up to keep it clean. Like so, um, those are just really good ideas, good things to have on hand. And then as far as kind of the wellness side of that, you need to have, if you are reliant on prescription medication, you need to have prescriptions more than just, and this is where it gets really frustrating in the world today. A lot of times, insurance companies won't pay for more than 30 days of a prescription. The way around that is you may have to pay out of pocket for additional prescriptions, but you should be able to submit, and I can't speak to this in every single situation, but you should be able to submit down the road to your insurance company to be reimbursed down the road. Um, So, and, and long story short, would you rather pay out of pocket and have what you need in, you know, a backup supply for an extra month or two, or would you rather not have what you need and have to go cold turkey or risk your health or something like that. Um, So that is something to think about in your supplements. If you rely on supplements for certain things, you need to have that. Like, I think you should stock up on things like fulvic acid or, you know, your magnesium. Or um, like I said, we kind of talked about this in our previous episode about cold and flus, but like have some of those remedies on hand. If you're going to go buy one, buy two. If you have to go buy a, a bottle of oregano oil or something like that, buy two. And just keep the other one on hand. You know what I mean? Um, And then I want to jump into, Brandy, interrupt me if you need to, but um, jump into the concept of money or currency. The other benefit to having extras of some of these things, even if you don't feel like you're going to use them, is they become a source of barterability. And that's something that you need to consider. Um, you know, we're looking at a stock market collapse, let's be honest. And, and I don't really care if you consider me crazy. I mean, if you are not paying attention to what's going on in the world today, um, there's a lot of resources. It's inevitable. It's like, yeah, we rely, we have a fiat currency system. It is backed by nothing. So we can accumulate infinite amounts of debt. We can, in theory, see infinite amounts of inflation. It's very scary. Um, Protect against that with physical assets. So whether you want to have things that you can use to barter, um, anything from seed packets, like don't discount things like seed packets. Again, if you're going to buy one by two, seeds will last you for a couple of years. And if somebody is like, oh my gosh, I have zero food. And you're like, oh, hey, I got a packet of romaine lettuce. I'll trade you that for... I don't know what a box of bullets. Like you guys, there is a scenario where we go to barterability at least for a short amount of time. So keep in mind of that. Another thing that, um, when I say physical, physical, what's the word I want? Currency. Um, I'm not talking about cash. Cash is fiat. The value is whatever it's told. It is. There is no intrinsic value behind a $1 bill or a hundred dollar bill or anything like that. It is only It's only worth what we're told it's worth. Um, If those systems that tell us what our money's worth, our fiat is worth fail, we're SOL, okay? So you need to consider having physical things that you can use to trade, to pie, to anything like that. Guys, go old school. Think precious metals, Think yes, cash is not a bad thing. You, you should have some cash on hand in general. Um, but you need to go go old school. And then things for barterability, um, cold and flu remedies and medical supplies, double up on that kind of thing. If that's what you feel like is accessible to you, people who maybe went the gold and silver route will trade you gold and silver for what you have. Um, so so keep in mind as you're preparing, I want to go in as we kind of were talking about everything from um books and Food and water, and um, medical and wellness, and that kind of stuff. Keep in mind the concept of things having barterability value. So, um, Brandy, I know I kind of went through the money and the currency, and the medical and the wellness. So, if you touch on all of that, share your two cents on those things. Um I mean I stand behind
0: everything you just said there especially the um barterability things we have been like just keeping things we don't throw things away um we probably yes. have four crock pots out in storage because why would you get rid of them right do i need right four now. crock pots absolutely no but i may be able to barter with some of that stuff in the event you know uh, the economy collapses so having all of those extra things i'm going to just Shameless plug here for a TV show revolution. I watched it. um, I think last year we watched revolutions, the TV show, the electricity goes out. It's been out for 15 years in this show. They've not had electricity in the United States. And the show to me was just eye opening in a lot of areas because it put a lot of those, what if questions in our head that we didn't think about, 15 years down the road. Um, A lot of things I took from that and implemented into, okay, what does it look like to be prepared in this situation? Um, They barter a lot. 15 years later, there's no money. There's gold. They trade gold. They trade a lot with um, alcohol. Actually, we don't drink in this household, but I, even said like, maybe we should start buying extra bottles of alcohol because that's something that is desirable good that I could trade for in the event. I didn't have, um, any more of a medicine that I needed or something like that. So having those things that on hand that are desirable to other people, it may not be something that you necessarily think that you need. Um, but you can stock up on now to be able to trade and barter down the road. Um, another thing as far as like Protection. I guess we can just jump into protection. Um, Having enough ammunition and guns on hand. This is a big topic in the United States. Gun control, gun safety. Gun control to me is not about guns, but more control. Um, So having a way to protect yourself, your family, your land, your home is going to be huge. One More of the resources
1: things- that you have invested your time in, like your food supply. Correct. I mean, you guys look at what happens when the power goes out in a city or something like look at Portland a couple of years ago and how mm-hmm. everything was looted. Do you think that if, again, I'm going to use this phrase again, if everything goes to hell in a handbasket, that people are not going to get desperate. People will get desperate. You need to protect yourself, your family, and what, like your resources. Now, I'm not saying don't live generously. I'm not saying don't be prepared to be able to help other people. But I am saying you will have groups of people in the worst case scenario who will get desperate and who will come after you and so help you. You're going to wish that you had protection.
0: Yes. And I think this is more um, of a city thing than a country thing i think the people in the country like uh, we have maybe i can say three homes right um people will get desperate and it does not take very long for them to get desperate a lot of america a lot of americans probably couldn't survive more than a week if i'm being honest agreed probably couldn't survive more than a week. Um, so it won't take long for people to get desperate to go try to find the things that they need and they won't ask for it. They will just come take it. Yep. Um, so having enough ammunition, and you can bet they're going to be armed. Yeah. I mean, ammunition guns. I was talking about the show revelation and 15 years after they don't have bullets anymore. Bullets are very, rare it is something that only the militia has and controls in this show in this situation so having enough ammo to last you i don't know three to six months is probably like a safe
1: hard it's hard to judge what that would look like right Um, so you need to and and here's the other the other caveat to that you need to know, you need to practice. Part of protection is knowing how to execute. Mm -hmm. So spend less money on a gun and ammo and more money on training. You need to know how to safely fire your weapons. You need to understand the concepts behind it. If you're not comfortable Mm -hmm. with it, that is entirely up to you. Again, safe place, no judgment, but you, I would recommend you having some form of protection, get a pocket knife, get a, get pepper spray, get something that is going to, in some form or fashion, has the ability to (laughs) disable an attacker, somebody who is causing physical harm or threatening to cause physical harm to you, to your house, to your family, to your pets, to your food supply, to whatever. Um, so you just need to know that. And I mean, my husband and I, every time we walk into a, here I am like spilling our secrets, but every time we walk into, um, you know, a, a Cabela's or a Shields or a Sportsman's or a whatever, we look and see if there is ammo that fits the guns that we have. So let that be a and warning. Yes, we fun. might have ammo, but we also have the guns. We know how to use it. So don't come, don't come right. hitting us. Exactly. We and are like you said, armed. there's other things that you can invest in
0: too, because who knows how long, you know, right. Who knows how long you may ever be without power or resources. Um, and maybe say you run out of ammo, you need to have some other things on hand. We have several different varieties and kinds and sizes and shapes of knives. Um, bow and arrow is always a good thing to invest in. I always said, if it comes to like wartime and I have to be like some Warlord, I'm gonna have a bow and arrow, like an old school bow and arrow where I can make arrows if I need to, you know. Um and that's the
1: extreme, you guys, but but to be told that it's this is more concepts for you guys, things for you guys to think about and decide what is best for you to and to go research and learn on your own.
0: Um, another thing people call me crazy, but I truly believe that um you should invest in some gas masks as well. Um we've seen recently that chemical warfare is not off the table. So having a, a gas mask for everyone in your family, I believe is a huge investment that needs to be made.
1: And it there it, it's accessible. Like, yes, it's an investment, but it's accessible. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you. So I guess we'll piggyback onto the next thing. We talked about the protection. What are you protecting your, you're protecting your shelter. If mm-hmm. you need to consider if a natural disaster happens and you're main dwelling is compromised in some form or fashion, how are you going to provide shelter? You guys, this could be as simple as like tents and sleeping bags. Um, you could get a couple extra bottles of propane and have a propane heater of some kind. Um, these are just things to think about things to stock up on might be batteries. They don't have an endless Mm -hmm. life, but you can properly store batteries. Um, look at getting, um, candles, look at just to be able to have a little bit of light. Like you need to think about your shelter, um, both from a a protection standpoint, like what literally a roof over your head and walls around you, Mm -hmm. but also what do you need to have in that? You need to consider an alternate cooking source. Um, whether that's cast iron and a fire, be comfortable with a few dishes. You guys, you're not going to be able to be picky in these situations. So we're not talking about like, yes, you're going to live in luxury, even if everything goes wrong. No, you're not. You're going to have to make some adjustments, um, but, or get a grill and have uh charcoal, get a grill and have extra propane, get it, you know, something you need to consider how to be able to cook some of your food, um, without being able to go in and turn on your stove. Yeah. So consider heat sources, consider all of those kinds of things. Like we don't have a wood stove in my house, but we do have other, um, heat options that we have considered. Like, I don't think that we are going, I mean, unless things would have to get really, 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 really bad in our current state of preparedness for us not to be able to survive in the cold kind of a thing. Um, so that's the other thing to consider um you were talking about I was gonna say this and I forgot to when you were talking about the the alcohol side of things you guys something like vodka has um, multiple uses and it has so many uses cooking as well um, it has medicinal uses it has butterability uses it has uh, cooking uses so consider even if um, you're a dry household consider getting a couple bottles of vodka you guys alcohol really doesn't go bad honey is a food source that never, ever, 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 ever goes bad. That is the one thing that will never, ever, 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 ever ever hear me ever go bad. Like honey that existed when Jesus walked the earth would still be good today. I need you to understand honey. Like it is a great thing to, to have, um, for many, many, many reasons. So, and then the other thing you were taught, I loved this point that you made Brandy is, um, buying in bulk, even if it isn't something that you produced on your own. Um, a great source for that, even like throughout the, um, like throughout the winter time and whatnot, um, buying in bulk, sorry guys, um, buying in bulk through the winter time, um, look at the source of Azure standard. They have organic produce, non-GMO, like you can read about their sources of their food and whatnot, but you could buy like a bushel of apples and you could make, um, applesauce, you can can apples, and then you can make your own apple cider vinegar, for example, um, out of a bushel of apples. So, so look at, if you don't have a, local winter farmers market source and a lot of times state uh, departments of agriculture will have lists of farmers markets or um other sources for for foods like that um they will have that listed for you and you can go start researching your local your local sources but if you don't, Look at, I would recommend Azure Standard because you can buy in bulk and they do have great prices and they deliver locally um, and that kind of thing. So look into that as well as a bulk food source um, for your your preparing needs. Um, is there anything else that you think as an overview that we didn't touch on with preparing? Uh, you
0: touched on it really quickly, the wood stove. I know you don't have one. Um, we have a wood stove here.
1: Oh, I think it's, it's important, important it.
0: to note that our wood stove you can no longer purchase and get shipped to the United States. So our wood stove, we bought, um, you can still find it in Canada, but the EPA has banned it to be shipped to the United States anymore. So wood stoves are awesome. I highly suggest that if you can invest in one that you do invest in one. Last winter, we heat with wood. That's our, our heat source. So the power went out during a storm and I didn't even think to think that my neighbors don't have heat. And it was the dead of winter. It was freezing cold outside. Um, We were just lucky enough to have a heat source, have a wood stove. And so it didn't even cross my mind that my neighbor has two little ones and now she's in the cold because the heat source never goes away here. So it wasn't something that was like in the forefront of my mind, I need to check on my neighbors, which brings me to another point in preparedness. I think it's important to get out and talk to your neighbors. If you don't know, yes. If you don't know who your neighbors are, I'm not going to lie. He's never going to listen to this. I don't even think he has internet, but our next door neighbor does, is not a huge fan of ours. I don't know why. <laughs> I honestly don't. <laughs> a I great haven't person. figured it out. <laughs> he is just one of those cranky old men. Okay. He's just a cranky old man that sits in his garage all day and works on cars, but he doesn't necessarily like, I wouldn't go ask him for a cup of sugar. Right. But I think that's so important. The other day I ran out of sour cream. I didn't want to drive all the way to the store just for sour cream because inflation gas, like It just wasn't worth it for me to go buy sour cream. And so I called my neighbor down the street and I was like, hey, Emily, do you happen to have like a quarter cup of sour cream? That's all I need. And so her daughter brought us down a quarter cup of sour cream. So getting back into your community, learning who your neighbors are, learning where you can find those resources to barter those things that you have to barter is really important. And I know that's gonna be hard because we've become this society that's recluse and stays in our homes and doesn't wanna talk to anybody. But I think in times of war in times of emergency it's going to be super important that you've reached out and made those connections and know where you can find your local resources that you need to find in order to be able to trade and barter for those things so that's another point um, that i made the wood stove is huge we can cook on it right so it gets hot enough that we can put our cast iron on it and we can cook on it if we need to Um, a whole home generator too, is another thing that I think is really helpful. If you can't afford a whole home generator, just getting a generator, um, and, and stocking up on kerosene, diesel, and gas, I think is going to be huge. Those things don't last forever. They don't store for a long time, but they're important to have on hand.
1: Filter through it, put it in your car. Like if you need to filter through it, fill Put it in your car if you can. Like, there are some generators that are gas, some that are diesel, different fuel sources. So, don't mix fuel sources that you're unaware of. Like, do your research, know what you're supposed to be doing and putting what in. But yeah, cycle it through. So, and then those
0: things you can use too in your, you know, our weed eater, our, you know, all the things that we use around the house too. We have that um, available. So, we try to keep all of our cans full as much as we can um, with gas and our we have trucks, so they take diesel. So we have diesel over here, but um, yeah, just making sure that you're stocked up on those things as well.
1: An alternate power source. Like if I have to put a blanket, alternate power source, alternate heat source, alternate cooking source, um, that kind of thing. Like those are, those all apply to surviving or knowing how to survive without them, like getting comfortable surviving without them as well. Like you being prepared for that to be a possibility. Um, so I will say this. I don't think that we are in an era where we're going to have to survive for a year like this. I do think it is possible that one or more of these, possible if not probable, that one or more of these factors, one or more of these categories will come into play for a brief period of time, given I everything agree. going on in the world. So I agree. and I this think- is not... Like way into the future, this is not something to disregard. And oh, if and when I have time, this is something to really think about and kind of just start Start now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's super important. Um,
0: you said something just now that triggered me to remember something
1: else, but now I've lost it. (laughs) You know what? If that's how you guys, we'll put it in the show notes. Like this. If Brandy comes up with it, I will make sure to asterisk it in the show notes um, for you guys because I know she's got lots of good ideas. So, And she's, um. she's perfect and prepared like that. Well, hey, speaking of preparedness, <laughs> <laughs> clearly we have everything together all the time. So you should take every single piece of advice that we give you and never question it. That was said <laughs> entirely tongue-in-cheek if you didn't gather that. I have a sarcastic sense of humor, which you will learn the more you listen to this podcast. So uh, no, really, I think
0: this topic was a great topic um, for the time that we're in right now. And just take one thing at a time. I know when you think about yeah. preparedness and think about, oh my gosh, can I survive for the next three months? with what I have now, most of you are gonna look around and say that answer is no. And I know how daunting and how much anxiety that can cause. Don't let it. Okay. Just take yeah. what's most important first out of the topics that we gave you and how do I tackle that? Right. For a lot of you, if they're like Sharon said, if there's a medication that you're gonna need for the next three months, that may be, I mean diabetics, insulin, things like that, um, that may be something to look at first. Right. Because that's going to come to the forefront of the situation when it happens and you want to be prepared and then food and water, obviously next. And then um, the rest of the stuff: shelter protection. Yeah. So just what prioritize it to what works for your family? What do you need to tackle first and do it a little bit at a time?
1: Agreed. Yeah. So just to go over those, cause I know we kind of went all over the place a little bit, but, but the categories that we're talking about, um, the areas of preparedness are going to be your, your health and wellness, your medical and your wellness, um, your food and your water, shelter, protection, your money, currency, barterability, that kind of thing. Alternate cooking sources. I I consider this under your shelter, um, but alternate power sources, alternate cooking sources, alternate heat sources, um, that kind of thing. So those are the big ones. And community was one that Brandy mentioned, and I think that's going to be kind of your biggest sanity provider is going to be your faith and your community. Um, so I I I I don't know. I think that's a good summary point. Those are your areas. Yeah, it's a
0: great summary point. And to add to the community really quickly, I think it's important that we like get our friends phone numbers, get our f- neighbors phone numbers. Not that our, you know, our phones may not work, but walking up into somebody's property in a situation like this may not be the best thing to do. You know, if you run out of sugar, you run out of something and you need to go talk to your neighbor. I wouldn't recommend in the state of panic that people are going to be in that you just like walk over there. So finding some way that you can communicate, actually, this is a great point. And I might even, my mom has a CB radio. My mom has a She's CB radio. Saying, I think yeah, that's radio. another thing we need to talk about radios, but Write it down. the, yeah. um,
1: communication we'll say communication. Like, yeah. So
0: CB radios, um, walkie talkies and batteries. Sharon said to that's stock nice. up on batteries. That's always a great idea. My mom just bought my brother walkie talkies for the kids. Cause I showed them them while we were camping and they were like, what are these? And so they fell in love with walkie talkies. They were great right. for the campground. That's going to be a great thing too. If you have a neighbor that, you know, like, and trust, maybe invest in a set of walkie talkies with them, have one at your house and one down at their house. So you guys can communicate in the event that companies go out.
1: I love that. And if if uh, walkie talkies are not accessible or if there's somebody who's maybe a little bit farther away from you, um, I appreciate that you said that, Brandy, because quite frankly, if you're going to go out and about in worst case scenarios, you're going to be armed of some kind. So people are going to be untru- like they're not going to trust. Um, they're going to be really skeptical. So another option for that, if you like if phones go out, if walkie talkies are not an option, whatever it is. Think about having some sort of a code. Get a candle or a light source, and have like a flicker code or something like something, anything that lets somebody know that like, oh, I know who that person is, and it's okay for them to come up. Like people used to communicate by light. I mean, yeah. look back at the American Revolution: one if by mm-hmm. land, two if by C. People used to communicate by light. Have if you have a community of people. Have a way, have a set of signals, just be like, Hey, is there, you know, can I, can I, I don't know, honk a horn, like blow an air horn and flash some lights or something like that. Just a signal that says it's me wait for, you know, and then have a response signal that says, yes, it's okay for you to come up here. No, it's not whatever. So, um, something to think about for sure. And I, yeah, communications radios. Um, If you have, if you are like, oh, ham radio, I'm going to say this once again, ham radio right now, not the same as a CB radio. Ham radio actually requires you to be licensed to use a ham radio. So don't go down that route without checking with your licenses for right now. Um, Other than that, there you have it. Our preparedness overview. We're going to get into more of these things. Please drop your questions anywhere you can find us um, in the comments here on our Instagram page, whatever. Um, because then we can specifically address those questions in future episodes, um, in some of these topics when we dive a little deeper. So thank you for being here. Once again, we would appreciate a like, we would appreciate a review, um, and a share and share this. If you know people who would benefit from it, like the whole point of this is community, you guys, and we're doing this because we've, we've spent the time and the research, um, to learn about this kind of thing. And we just think it's important to share that with other people. We, we don't want anybody to be out in the cold, literally or figuratively um, should worst case happen. So I agree. Thank you guys
0: for tuning in. And like Sharon said, if you know anybody who, could use this information. Or if you know anybody that you're like, okay, they're not prepared share this with them. Okay. This is, this is valuable information that we need to be talking about. That shouldn't be a taboo topic. And as you do these things, people are going to come and ask you questions. And so if you don't feel like you have enough knowledge to share with them yet, just send them the podcast. Um, cause we are going to do many, episodes on each of these topics individually and dive deeper into them with you.
1: So until next time, thanks for joining us. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of rooted and free. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to check the show notes for info and links. It would mean the world to us if you reviewed and shared our podcast and be sure to catch us on the next episode.